0: You intro music. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? How are you? What's up? This is Steve. And I'm
1: Angelo.
0: And we are on the Primal Human Evolution podcast. What? 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 What?
2: <laughs>
0: um, Angelo De La Cruz. He's our guest today. Um, give you a little background on, on Angelo. He uh, he used to be a contestant on American Ninja Warrior. I'll give you now. I can give you ten thousand. Uh, words to describe Angelo but I'll give you a brief list
1: Cut it down. Three. so he's
0: also a second degree black belt in taekwondo he's a former life science support scientist at NASA very impressive uh, he's a high performance coach uh, he's a USA weightlifting coach he's a CrossFit certified coach he's a massage therapist and not just in the regular sense of <coughs> massage therapist and we'll get into that it's a very, it's a very, um, I won't even, I'm not even going to do it justice. I'll let him explain <laughs> it later on. But, um, if there's anything I missed, Angelo, do you want to toss anything else in there?
1: Um, I don't know. Let's just let it come out in our discussion.
2: All right. Let's do it. Fantastic. Cool, man.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm man. excited. Yeah. Thank
2: you so much for being here.
0: This is our second podcast, the Primal yeah. Human Evolution yeah. Podcast. <laughs> We're evolving. We are evolving. We have lighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you saw last last episode, it was uh, a single microphone being passed around. Uh, Pretty we were using um, non-studio lighting, um, and now we are becoming more official, and hopefully we can keep on growing like human this. evolution. Yeah. It is human evolution. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Let's get right into it. Um, the way I know Angelo is um, we... We work together currently. Um, if My background, obviously, is personal training. Angelo's, uh, one of his many backgrounds is personal training. So uh, we work at the same facility. And um, Keith.
1: Yeah,
2: I just met Angelo through Dion. So. Like 10
1: minutes
2: ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> usually the best time to meet somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's like speed dating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, Tell us, Angelo, right off the bat. Um, the one thing I've always been curious about you, besides everything about you, is the American Ninja Warrior. I thought that was so awesome when I first uh, found yeah, out that you pretty, were a contestant on that. Uh, tell us about American Ninja Warrior, how you got into it, uh, what it was like competing.
1: Yeah, so there was a show um, called Sasuke um, in Japan, and so. There was a TV network G four that was airing it here, and when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, damn! I need to, I need to do that." So for years, I was trying to figure out how you get on the show. I actually went to Japan and did the little mini course that they had set up there um, in southern Tokyo. Um, so I was, I was just Sounds wanting funny, to yeah. like play on this playground. Right, basically, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, and so they started um, the competition here in the U.S. Um, gosh, I don't know. It was probably late two thousands. And um, I was kind of missed the deadline for the first um, American Ninja Warrior, um, so I signed up for the second one. And uh, for the next like three or four years, um, I competed, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, one of the things that Dude, hell yeah that I really enjoyed, which which was unexpected, was just the uh, camaraderie between all the you know competitors, all the all the nin- <laughs> <laughs> you have all these people coming from different backgrounds from different ways of life yeah and we're just there and excited to like play you know <laughs> and we all have that yeah. common, right and so it was just a good atmosphere um because you're out there you know um for days on end um if you're on the walk online which i had to do a few times um so you're just spending time with these people that are just you know we're looking at the course being built and we're like oh I'm strategizing how can we do this and so um, it really was um, an experience just to kind of be in the setting yeah that's cool others wanting to you know do this challenge themselves yeah that's what it was. I
2: never had the balls to do it man I've always wanted to do it when I lived in LA they had it set up in Santa Monica but I just couldn't get it I just couldn't get myself to do it, mean, I was like, man, this looks so intense. What if I break my leg in TV? Like, yeah, I was like,
1: surprised yeah. what you can do. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, you know, one thing that a lot of people realize, it's like film like in the middle of the night, right? So, yeah. you know, I'd be... You, like, oh, like 3 like o'clock in the morning. 3 o'clock like, in the morning? 3, two, 1, go. And then you're like, your body doesn't want to do it.
0: So, so yeah. you competed on it, but did you... What was your, I guess, skill set or your back, your athletic background beef when, because when you yeah. see something like that, come compete for an Amer- American Ninja Warrior, you have to have some type of physical background in order to say, I'm going to do that. What was that background?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I've always been sort of, um, exploratory in like movements because for me, uh, I was never really verbally expressive, so. Like, I think that's why I took up martial arts because it was an outlet for me to kind of express myself and, and get this energy out, so to speak. So
0: you were a black belt um, before you competed for Miss Warrior? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so um, I think that played a part in in that because, you know, um, through martial arts, for example, like, you're always figuring out, like, how can I move more quickly, more powerful? Can I, how, can I kick or punch more powerfully, right? Um, but also, how can I do it with most efficiency and, and beauty right and so you're always thinking like how can I move my body and so I think that plays a big part in like all the different things that yeah I do because I think that's a skill um even with uh, the vitamins my vitamins <coughs> there's a hair flying in front of you <laughs> actually that was oh. a test I'm dangerous <laughs> <I'm> danger. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. supposed to block yeah. that man <laughs> But I think that's one of the important things that I try to um, get people to experience for themselves through the training and through my Vitamoves is really how can you kind of build the skill of um, controlling and expressing yourself. Through yeah.
0: Your body, right? Speaking that's of Vitamoves, I'll give you a plug. He has a Vitamoves um, a Vitamoves YouTube channel. Um, it. Give, I guess give us a brief little background on Vitamoves.
1: moves. Um, yeah, so that stemmed from doing my body work. You know, I'd also show people how to do certain movements to help create momentum to help them with their tendinitis or tightness in whatever area, right? And then they'd come back like, oh, you showed me that thing? Like, what was that thing? And so I'm like, ah, I'll show you again. <laughs> <laughs> While I was uh, presenting at these health conferences, um, it was the same thing. Um, yeah, you know, we do kind of I lead these movements in the morning to kind of wake up our bodies and then Everybody would come up to me like oh, I like that one thing, but how did it go again? And so I'm like, I'm just gonna make videos um, so you guys can kind of you know Follow along and remember what they are. So I just started making them um, I really loved doing it because um, I started to get comments from people like oh my gosh um, This really helped me. I was gonna go to my martial arts training. And I did these knee circles and it really helped me um, with my knee pain, right? And so I was like, oh, uh, okay, so that's pretty cool. Um,
2: and they're quick little videos.
1: Yeah, On YouTube, it says, videos.
0: it's like the the thumbnail, have hip pain, do this. And it's a quick two minute video of what to do real fast. So it's great for uh, yeah. just a quick resource. Yeah,
1: and so the other thing it is, I try to make it as, as concise as possible because a lot of my clients, they don't necessarily have a lot of time, right? And plus, People think like stretching and flexibility is such a you know waste of time, and it's hard to do. So you know, trying to incorporate that mobility part um, into somebody's um, exercise routine or day, so then they can just kind of like, oh, okay, I can do that one minute, you know, a few minutes doing that movement. So um, yeah, I try to keep them you know three to five minutes long, and I try to also tell people like what's happening in their bodies because I think that's another way people get engaged, right? That's once they start to think about okay, how can I stay balanced and how can I stay in control and oh, it's really lubricating my joints yeah. by doing this yeah. movement. So giving somebody um, information on what's happening in their bodies so they can listen to it is just much more effective than like oh, do this movement. And then yeah, and they're like, you know,
2: so that's what? the that's the hardest part. man, I think about training people is like making that connection, yes. right? Understanding your body and actually feeling the movement. And going through it, and not just doing it, exactly what you're saying, right? So,
1: yeah, gives somebody that focus because again, it's yeah. that skill of yeah. like, how can I uh, self-aware connect? Yeah, self-awareness. Yeah. How can I get a little bit more familiar? How can I move my body? And yeah. that way, when somebody's focusing on that, um, <clears throat> it gives it a little more higher meaning or value, right? 100 oh, percent.
2: Right? I mean, just any anything you do, right? Deflection, whether you're lifting weights or going through vita moves or anything like that if you can feel that movement i mean the the results from that are are greater i mean it's even it's fair to say that there's not many results coming from that unless you are self-aware yeah. right i mean that's that's pretty yeah. safe to say motion is lotion
1: Yeah, i mean even just like an example walking on your right i mean there's tvs like at gyms right and if you just watching tv or on your iphone and just yeah walking, right that's one thing but then if you're like okay, how can I get a little more upright? Yeah,
2: if you're engaging a, in your stride. Yeah. yeah, how can
1: I make my stride a little more efficiently if it's, you know, just more powerful, I
0: guess. Yeah. So, when you... Uh, uh, the average person going to the gym, I think that's important. Now, when oh, we talk huge. about, like, say, let's go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. LeBron James, right? When he's out there playing basketball, do you think there's any piece of that going through his mind? Or do you think he's just just reacting to everything that his body's doing. Yeah,
1: I think it's kind of, it's a little different because you're in the heat of battle, so to speak, right? Yeah. So you're just kind of relying on the habits that you've already built through practice, right?
0: You know, Greg Everett once told me that people that come in wanting to learn how to be, like do the Olympic lifts when they're adults, he said, it's like... You're essentially teaching somebody, a giant baby, how to perform this massive skill movement. And they have no body awareness on what mm-hmm. they're doing. But they they have this desire to want to learn without incorporating what the body needs to learn in order uh-huh. to get to a point where they can start taking the steps yeah. in order to learn this heavy yeah. skill movement. Yeah. And I think that's a major piece that people miss is that body awareness and that, um, I guess, that that understanding of the proper steps it takes in order to understand your body. Oh, and I yeah. think the Vita Moves, what you're doing right there, kind of takes people back to their, I guess, their their infant brain of how to learn, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, the emotion right there was incredible. Oh, you saw it cut off? Yeah, it cut off oh, it cut
1: yeah. Off? yeah. but now okay.
0: Oh, cool uh, what you so, yeah, something about like body moves being a good source of okay. how to go back to those uh very uh i guess the uh, infant uh yeah.
2: the the building okay. within infancy of yeah, yeah. movement yeah. Yeah. understanding body awareness right this yeah that's i mean that's like i mean if, p- if people can get that down it's like tremendous tremendous
1: And I think that's one of our important roles is to help people engage that. Because um, at the foundation, like whether you're gardening to sitting at a desk to elite athlete, right? This is a skill that's going to come into play with anything. And so to answer your question, like how did I, what was my background to um, do American Ninja Warrior and do these kind of movements that you don't really do every day, right? Um, It just stems from that, just getting to know, refine the skill of how to move your body and so it's, it's always like a puzzle sometimes but at the basis like any simple movement like a body weight squat you can take that and it's like okay how can I make this a little bit more efficient how can I feel a little bit more fluid doing it right and so feel natural that's something that a lot of people don't like to take the time to do yeah but then if you don't you sort of risk injury oh, 100%. Um, down the road your um, your strength of power is not going to be as great because now the leverage of your joints aren't optimal. So um, anyway, um,
2: segueing into something that's very
1: close to that. So I love CrossFit. I actually
2: like CrossFit a lot. Sometimes CrossFit gets a, a bad rep because of the rapid movements they're going through. And let's say worst case scenario, someone comes in, they want to learn the movements, and those people, a lot of times we hear about these horrific injuries. I think some of the some CrossFit in, uh, athletes are some of the best in the world. Uh-huh. So you being so great at understanding the body, understanding the human movement, and being CrossFit certified, I can imagine that you're probably one of the best CrossFit coaches that are probably right here on the peninsula. I mean, so how do you take someone who's coming in to learn CrossFit and distill those those kind of things into them quickly? Right? How do you do that?
1: Yeah. Or I mean, can you? At the moment, I'm not. Specifically, coaching CrossFit, um, I have in the past, but um, yeah, it definitely has gotten a bad rap um, because you know it's been known for you know high intensity for like go go yeah, go, yeah. And like bust your ass kind of a thing, right? But I think um, a lot of people miss the other end of the spectrum of what we're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. There is gymnastics component. There is flexibility ability yeah. component, right? So um, you know, you just got to be straight up with somebody. Uh, Like, your body is not, you're going to risk hurting yourself if you try to do this. So, these are the things that you might want to do first, Mm. the foundation, um, before you do muscle-up or, you know, Olympic weightlifting, right? Yeah. Um, This is what I'm seeing with your shoulder. Like, so many injuries from, you know, CrossFit, um, people doing CrossFit, doing too much too soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we hear about these things all the time, right? Not not only through just CrossFit, but just overall, just a lot of personal training, uh, a lot of just other physical stuff where kind of people want those quick results or to understand it quickly. Um, But it takes time, folks. You got to put the work in. It didn't take (laughs) me long at all. I don't know about
0: anybody else. No, it, it takes time. Speaking of which, and I tell people all the time, with my background being Olympic weightlifting after I was done playing baseball, is I didn't feel comfortable with the snatch or clean and jerk as far as feeling like I just kind of, my body just could kind of do it without me having to give myself all these mental cues. It took me about three to four years. And I tell people yeah. that, that just want to learn how to do the perfect snatch right away. I'm like, it, I barely knew what I was doing three years into it Yeah. and just take it like Keith said, take your time. It takes time to get good at this. I mean, yeah maybe not for Angelo because he's
1: from another planet <laughs> but here's the thing I mean exactly that like Olympic weightlifts, it looks so simple right it looks so easy USA weightlifting you spend, coach you, each time you do a lift it's like okay like damn how can I you know that that one lift was messed up so this is what I need to do to make it right so each lift you do you're always trying to refine it right And so that's the mindset really yeah that, um, you need to have if you want to be able to do you know, things like American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Without hurting yourself. Yeah. So. Steve Pan, former catalyst,
0: lifter, great guy. He will be on our podcast soon. He once told me, think white paper. When you're lifting, think white paper. Like blank? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this guy, he's, a, he's, he's one of the funniest guys. I've so ever think, met. Just don't. Yeah, because you get this. The, I remember. The, I, can, I can. The feeling of yeah. when you you're not doing the lift properly and you're messing up. You. I feel like there's this cloud that starts taking sure. over in your head, uh-huh. and then you become overwhelmed with all these thoughts. And he goes, uh-huh. "Think white paper." I and I see yeah. that all the
2: time with like clients. That's why I'm very careful with over-explaining things because sometimes you got to think white paper, right? So yeah. it's like if you if you can because you're. A lot of times you're already doing that to yourself. It's like, oh man, I forgot to you know, bring my shoulders back, chest up, you know, hips back and all this stuff. There's all these things. Remember, it's like five, six, sometimes even more than that key points to remember. Yeah. So
0: you start focusing on one thing. One thing that you've been kind of getting good at starts slipping a little bit. So it's a constant battle of like working on things you're not good at and the other things that you are decent at may suffer a little bit. But at some point, everything is going to catch up to one another, whether Nothing is ever going to be completely even in, in sports. In anything you do, you're never going to be perfect at everything. Unless, you're, Angela. As, unless you're Angelo.
1: Well, as <laughs> long as you can be somewhat close with a lot of stuff. It's, I mean, that's an important point because they call that beginner's mind in sort of martial arts. Um, that's Actually, my taekwondo master said that to me. He brought me to his office. He said, look at this. He had a black piece of white paper. He like, this. <laughs> like yes. when you come in here, this is your mind. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, he said, "White paper." So sometimes you just gotta let everything go, yeah. Like you're saying, and yeah. it's like, and Keith, like you're saying, just keep it simple. Like, hey, I'm gonna take that weight and put it over your head, like, yeah. Just take that. Whatever. Yeah.
2: Sometimes start with the and most basic of movement.
1: It'll, it'll click, right? Yeah. <laughs> when
2: it's yeah, just, man. It's, that? it's. I mean, it's so true because I mean, this is kind of off topic, but like, I I tried taking tango lessons with a client. And, and Can you we, demonstrate? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and that was—I mean—tango really challenging. Actually, um, tango, like, a lot of movement in tango and understanding the movement, and it took me forever. But then I had this guy that was different. You know, I had a bunch of people who were telling me this. No, this is how you do. It. This is how you do. How you do it. And this other guy told me, which is kind of what you're tell, telling me right now again, is like, you know, stop thinking so much and just do the movement. And then I actually became pretty good at tango. Because he just let me dance. So then, now your moves are catching up with your hotness. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good experience. And anyone out there who hasn't danced or learned to dance and somebody learning like something like a technical movement like tango it actually kind of helps you be self-aware. I think anything like that's martial arts, dancing. You're
0: good at dancing already. They're like, no joke, <laughs> folks.
2: Like, this guy, he can dance. <laughs> Yeah, dance. he really
0: can dance. So, like, I, 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 you can get good at tango if you practice because you
1: already yeah. have some of a
0: skill set.
2: Yeah. I'll
1: tell you what, though. Like, if anybody was going to tell me what is the best movement to do, I would say dance. This guy literally it. will <laughs> dance 20 times a day. By the way, this really guy
2: does look, break dancing.
0: Break, break dancing. I'm talking about he will just – right. you can look over at in the other side of the room and Angela will be dancing. And he'll I'm get his clients, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but then you, your client, you get your clients to dance. You get, I, I it's great. That. It's like it's like yeah. oh, there's Angela dancing, and it'd be like, <laughs> that's cool. Like just
1: getting down, loving the music. Yeah, it's awesome. You know why? Yeah, because it lights you up. Oh yeah, man. It puts you like in the mindset and your physiology right changes yeah. when you kind of do these movements that are yeah. Expressing happiness. Yeah. Joy, right? So Try
0: to have fun, everybody. Is there sad dancing? Is there such thing?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll have to try I think that. so.
2: Let's try sad dancing. There's definitely some sad dancing out there. <laughs> definitely a witness sad dancing. Oh, my ears. <laughs> to, to dig into is that, that I noticed in some of the history um, that I researched on Google about you. Deep history search. I do a lot of research so, man, I want to talk to you about the digestive issues that you were dealing with early on and understanding, um, you know, before you kind of knew what you really wanted to do. And, and tell us more about that, man, and, and how you how you managed it and what, what happened.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm just somebody that's continually exploring, like, what is this? What is my humanity, so to speak? And how can I <clears throat> um, not only be healthier, but also happier, right? So I just looked into, like... What is the best way for me to eat? What is the best way for me to exercise? And so it led out to all of this, right? Um, So on the front of nutrition, um, I came across uh, functional medicine um, probably about 10 years ago. Functional medicine.
0: Can you give a brief description of what that means? Yeah.
1: So basically, it's an application of what's called systems biology. It's really kind of taking in account um, the holistic biological functions of the body. Or holistically, uh, all these um, physiological processes that happen in the body, um, and trying to take them into account together, right? Um, yeah. Because right now, conventional medicine, everything's so special. Sure. Specialized, yeah. like you have gastroenterologists, and then you yeah. have cardiologists, and right, yeah, so, um, they're not really connected, and so where the body is, <laughs> <Yes>. obviously. <Right. laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, I, I found some functional doctors in Sunnyvale, went to go see them, and he's like, okay, what's wrong with you? I was like, nothing's wrong. I feel great. I just want to feel better. And in terms of long-term vitality, that's kind of like what, you know, I've been exploring. So um, we did a series of tests, I did elimination diet, um, found out that I was having reactions to dairy and gluten, Yeah. Um, so I cut that out. Um, um, and beforehand, like, I didn't really realize, but um, I was a little manic-depressive. Like, um, my mood swings were, sure. like, crazy. Like, for, yeah. sometimes I'd just be crying <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I can do this anymore,
0: guys.
2: It's, it's well. probably, yeah. Hey, he's crying. <laughs> he's had a manic episode. I am. I feel good now, though. You're back. You're yeah. back. Thank you. Okay. He's yeah. on a
1: pizza diet.
2: <laughs> Blue close. He's like, <laughs>
1: Um, and then, you know, I'd have diarrhea and, you know, headaches and stuff like that. And so these are things that we think it's normal, right? It's normal to have yeah. once in a while. Serious all,
2: right? question. Did you ever
1: shart? <laughs> <No. laughs> you haven't?
2: No. You got to do it at least once in your life. Make it rain! <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: need to, I need to get some gluten for that. <laughs> all right, now, right. now my sensitivity is, um, like... Um, it's getting better. Like I'm actually even like testing my gluten sensitivity now. Yeah, by yeah. Eating some like bread and stuff. When sure. are you gonna
2: tell me about this, Angelo?
1: <laughs> I thought we made a pack of no bread. <laughs> <laughs> so I
2: can contest this kind of stuff, man. I feel always hundred percent better when I'm eating clean, right? So I like I call it like farm fresh eating type, or just whatever you have like on a farm grow properly. So very similar to paleo. And Dion does paleo. No. No, you're yeah. not doing it. It's no. Meat, vegetables.
0: I mean, I, I don't call it paleo. Or I I just try not to eat things. Processed foods. Like, well, I eat a lot of processed foods. Don't get me wrong. Okay, rewind, I, rewind, rewind. Yeah. No, that's I, I just try not to eat like, heavy gluten yeah. stuff, like sandwiches okay. and pizza. Um, so,
2: yeah, just kind of like that. Yeah, well, for ignorant people like me, it looks like paleo. So, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> So I can contest this whole thing, man. Where it's like, man, you feel so much better. I mean, your energy's better, your confidence yeah, is better. For sure. I mean, you're moving through life with just a, like a, entirely different energy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's like, man. Please tell us more. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So anyway, exactly that. Like I realized my energy started to just skyrocket. Right. And there are times where I'm just like, you know, kind of jumping out of my skin, and um, the the whole sort of process, right um, of me doing that made me realize um, that, wow, there's much more to health than what we think because yeah. like, um, for example, the gluten, right? It can cause depression. Yeah. It can cause inflammation in the body, which can lead to a lot of different issues, yeah. whether, whether it's cardiovascular issues or di- diabetes. Allergies. Like, or yeah. It's a huge yeah, effect allergies. on allergies, yeah, seasonal allergies. Right?
2: What are your yeah. thoughts on sugar?
1: Sugar. Um, I eat sugar and there, but I know it doesn't make me feel good. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, it's really, there's no one diet for everyone. Sure. Like, it's yeah. really up to you to really kind of experiment continually to find out like how your body's reacting to certain foods. Yeah. Right? And, um, and to bring in that point we made earlier, like just knowing how to move your body. It's also knowing like, when things feel right to you, like after you eat something like, Oh, is that, is that maybe something that's not conducive to my body right now? Yeah. Um, so, um, I'm just, I mean, you can get totally
2: obsessed
1: and compulsive about, you know, kind of doing this, which can be maddening, but you know, to a point where, um, just understanding that it's kind of an ongoing process that, um, if you do want to take your health more seriously, um, that's just something that's kind of involved in yeah. kind of taking responsibility to, to know what it is, how, how, what's a good diet for you. yeah
0: What would they say? The cycle of life is every seven years. So things in your body physiologically are going to, whether it's seven years seven or not, seven year itch, seven year itch. I mean, things are going <laughs> to change every, every, you know, certain, a certain amount of time in your life. And it may be, you know, food sensitivity. Or, not, or it may be just a different wherewithal. But I've always but been addicted like- to pizza. I just can't. <laughs> this guy does love
2: pizza. <laughs> I wish there was like a pizza rehab.
0: For- I don't know.
2: If doesn't <laughs>
0: love pizza. Like- <laughs> Everybody loves pizza. Even people that don't eat
2: pizza oh, love man. pizza. I love
1: pizza. Why is pizza so good? It's gluten-free pizza, though.
2: Oh, man. Gluten-free pizza. <laughs> there is some good, good gluten-free pizza out there. Blue Line has a good gluten-free pizza. is not it really? Yeah. This okay. podcast has been brought to you by... <laughs> New <Line of> <laughs> um,
0: one thing I did want to uh, kind of touch on, and <laughs> I need your full disclosure of when you were a, uh, a life science support scientist uh, at NASA, I need all the confidence...
2: What do you call it? I need launch codes. It's
0: a, I need launch codes. Yeah, this this information is classified. you need all the That's classified right. information. No, but like I guess the gist of like uh, research. What did you research? At some things that kind of okay. jump out to you. There is life yeah, on other
1: so, planets. Um, I, so straight out of high school, oh my God. straight out of Compton. <laughs> yeah. Straight out of somewhere. I got a, I got a job at the NASA base here, Ames Research Center. And, cool. Um, it was just, for me at the time, it was just a way for me to pay for most of my college. Um, so I'd go there, during summer breaks, winter uh, breaks. I took uh, some quarters off of um, college just so I could support some of the space shuttle experiments. So we worked on space shuttle experiments and space station experiments. Um, life That's science, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so Damn. Biological experiments that went up on the space shuttle and space station. So it was just all about, like, studying, like, um, the physiology of what happens when you're in microgravity, right? Because ultimately—that's awesome. Yeah, they showed these Russian
0: uh, uh, um, scientists in the uh, I guess the space center up in outer space. <laughs> they were because of the whole FIFA World Cup craze happening. They were they took some video of these guys <clears throat> playing soccer. Oh, that's cool!
1: Uh, gravity, anti gravity soccer. Yeah.
0: It was really cool.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anti-gravity American ninja warrior <laughs>
2: <laughs> with with astronaut neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay,
0: I know we're getting short on time now. Um we don't want to keep you here all day. Um but I did touch on during the intro uh your massage therapist, but in a little different uh it's con- the, it's not conventional massage therapy, am I right?
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I tell people, it is sports massage. It is deep tissue. It's just that the way we do it is, is different. Yeah. Like when I had a massage by him, I
0: didn't know anything was happening, but then the next few days, my body felt great. And this was directly after a pretty bad knee injury. He didn't fix my knee. I mean, there's nothing out there that's a magic pill or anything like that, but I definitely was in tune with, there was something different about how I felt. And it just goes to show you that not everything when you go for a typical massage, it doesn't have to be brutally painful. Like that's a that's kinda like standard. So there are different practices of massage therapy, sports massage therapy, and Angelo it it was it's just it's an it's a it's a completely different take on on traditional massaging. Are
2: you doing I, that right now? Sorry, to cut no, no, that's yeah.
0: cool. I was babbling on. Oh, Are yeah. you no, <laughs> I do that. I'm good
1: at babbling on.
2: Babble, yeah. babble, babble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For sure, I love it. Um, so I'm back and forth between the massage room and the gym floor uh, Doing
2: where can, where can the where can I go and get a massage oh,
1: from you? Um, I'm at Fit in Los Altos. Okay. Um, California. Okay, folks, so, you heard yeah. it here first. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really, um, you know, I never thought I would do massage full time, but when I got laid off from NASA, um, you know, I was looking for biotech jobs and that sort of thing and I was just like oh i sick to my stomach I couldn't I couldn't do it so yeah. at the time I was trying to get my master's in physical therapy cause that just be and, specific cause that's not what you
2: really wanted to do no
1: Okay. and so yeah. I just looked at myself in the mirror and said hey this is your chance to do something that you love what is it and at the time I was taking massage courses so I was like let's just do it and so um, walked into the doors at FIT and I've been there ever since uh, 16 years over there so that's fantastic um, it was really eye opening for me to kind of take this massage work because I realized like um, my clients I was you know kind of grinding on the tissues and they come back with the same things over and over. And I was like, what is going on? Because I'm busting my ass, yeah, help this person. They coming back with the <clears throat> same thing. So I really hit the books. Um, I delved into like, what is this body like? What is it, and how can we work with it more effectively? Right. So um, I hunted down clinicians that were kind of in this field, um, getting good success. And I found two great mentors, um, that really opened my eyes to like, you know, how can you kind of help somebody, um, without triggering the stress response working so vigorously. Right. And so anyway, there's two main components really is, um, to address the nervous system. There's a lot of techniques and, um, uh, movements that are, are based on this now, which I think is awesome, right? I'm trying to kind of break these unconscious patterns of tightness or imbalances, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so, a lot of isometrics is what I use. Um, some movements if you're familiar with Feldenkrais we may do some like kind of these awareness movements. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: so awareness movements if you're familiar with Feldenkrais that's sort of a, um, another type of work that helps people get more awareness in their body um, so breaking into the the neurophysiology um, with whatever techniques you use and then also um, structurally right because you know when I'm mobilizing tissue I'm just kind of looking to see where things kind of maybe stuck together yeah. or where the tissue is more hardened or stiffened um, and how can we kind of just, like, um, resuscitate that, right? So, and I, yeah. I I do that head to toe, right? Because if you're just kind of treating the body like a lump of dough, you can spend half an hour, 40 minutes just trying to enderize sure. things. yeah. Um, or, you know. And, and like
2: um, you said, you can trigger a stress
1: response. Yeah. Right? That's very Which un- then the body guards from itself. And so, it's kind of counterproductive over. You know, which I can time contest time, to because right? I had
2: a deep tissue massage one time. And I had a straight up
1: panic attack. It was so bad. Like I was like, oh my
2: god! Yeah. And I didn't want to get I, up and, and not do this. I, I don't think it's totally
1: awful, but like, there's a there's a place for it. But if you ever yeah. get a massage and it's like excruciating, like you need to tell your therapist to like back yeah. off a little bit because I never went that's back. Not, yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I try and tell like there's a time and a place for, for just crushing a muscle as a deep tissue massage therapist. But I've, in my mind, sometimes I don't need to combat pain with more pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, for some people, it's great. They love it. But yeah. I think I'll tell
1: you why you love it is because it triggers endorphins and you get high from... Yeah. It. And that's why a lot of people think that pain is therapeutic is because...
2: It's like people who like to yeah. be spanked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's body working in a nutshell. It's just really about using the knowledge of the body to get the results you want without.
2: You are a jack of all trades, man.
1: I just love it. I he
2: is a well of of information. <laughs> but seriously, folks, this is the perfect example of like going out and doing what you want to do. Remember, I mean, uh, I know there's maybe a lot of people out there maybe don't believe necessarily that this is you have one life to live you gotta live it to your fullest but I personally believe that you have one life to live you're here and it's important to be happy it's important to try and live a stress free positive life as much as possible as much as possible and to really go after things that really trigger you know a lot of creativity and happiness and fun and you're gonna have such a better life. And Angelo is a perfect example of that. Always dancing, you know, hanging out, having a good time, chasing those, you know, different things, learning about different things. I think it's so fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Yeah. Angelo, this was awesome. I
0: really enjoy always talking to you. We've spoken a million times, but every single time, it's just better and better. And I always get some more information from you. So thanks for having
1: me, Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, So, once again, Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Primal Human Evolution Podcast. And cue the opera music. You've been Ooh, nice. See you guys.